Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bro Sapiens. We are just one Bro Sapien in. Alonzo had to do some business outside of the country, uh, personal things, so I'm just going to be recording by myself. But anyways, before we keep on going, huge announcement. Believe it or not, I've been talking about this for a while. Those have been listening to me very faithfully. I appreciate you. We've been talking about this for quite a minute. We are going to go into the creepy world. We are doing, I don't know if to call them creepy pastas. That's what usually they're called, but we're doing scary stories. I, I, I'm writing short stories and I am going to read those with a ominous backdrop, um, scary, uh, ominous, you know, scary song to follow it. And we are doing a full on scary story upload. Um, I plan to upload every Friday for those. Um, obviously, Shit happens, so we might not, but every Friday's the plan for sure. And we're gonna do maybe like Frightful Fridays, hashtag that shit, Frightful Fridays. And uh, yeah, I've always liked writing, believe it or not. I have a, a book in the works that I've been working on for quite some time. It's actually a romantic, like tragic love story called The Pier. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, have have had writer's block. Fuck, man, for about like two and a half years already. But, you know, I went back and read the book and it was just a lot of rambling, you know, and that's exactly what I did not want the book to be is a lot of rambling. When I was writing these short stories, um, because I have three right now ready to go, um, I wanted to have a couple in the chamber um, and in the magazine before I, you know, started shooting. So what I wanted to do is have a couple in the back pocket, get them ready just to edit and and record and possibly throw them out because it's going to be a lot of editing you know it's going to be a fuck ton of editing trying to figure out how to keep the music keep the scary music on a continuous loop that way to give you a good eerie you know undertone i guess and um the one thing i want you guys to remember for sure is that these 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 stories are going to be focused upon writing so what i've listened to because i listen to a lot of you know, creepy pastas and scary stories on YouTube, some on Spotify. You know, you got pages like Dr. No Sleep. You have pages, uh, Mr. Nightmare. Uh, you have, I forgot that guy's name. There's Mr. Nightmares, uh, MC Creepy Pastas. There's a bunch of different guys and they're good. And, and you know, like they're, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Their voices aren't that great. Um, some of their stories are, are interesting. But, you know, it's like if that guy from Top 15s can make it, you know, I, why not? It's not a bad project to go ahead and dwell in. It's something that interests me. Um, like I said, a lot of these things that we're doing, bro, is legitimate because of interest. You know, this th- this is an enjoyment for me. I set this up and it's a lot of fun to just kind of kick back and, you know, start flowing into a mic almost like rapping, but, you know, kind of like talking. And it doesn't cost me anything. It's a lot of fun. Eventually, you know, me and me and me, me, me and Alonzo had thought about you know doing video because our reactions and everything and how we laugh and everything that's that's obviously very infecting and and a lot of people it's just you just can't help but laugh with us, you know. So that is in the works for sure. Um, but like I said, we want to get extremely, I guess volatile. I, no, is it volatile? I don't even think that's the word for it. I guess we want to be multidimensional in the podcasting sense first before we start throwing on video. So we're just going to keep it audio based for now, but we are definitely going to add video 
in the future. Um, creepy pastas don't have any video and they work. You know, so if you have something that works, it'll work eventually. It takes a while. You know, consistency is the key. I wasn't going to record uh, today but because I was alone, but I started this podcast alone and we didn't record last week. I actually re-uploaded a podcast that I accidentally put on private and it didn't get as much views as our usual views, which is, you know, only about 20 to 30 views. Um, the Sound of Freedom one seems to be our our highest watch podcast, which is not bad, and it's still low, but for us, it's a lot, it's a lot, and it's very much appreciated, um, we appreciate every single fucking viewer, you know, we, we're not, it, we're not gonna be, like, full send, and fucking, you know, imp- impulsive, and where it's just, you know, that's, they don't, they, you know, oh, shit, we only capped at a mil, nah, man, like, we appreciate this shit, and if we do get to a mil, we're gonna appreciate every single one, because we know, Obviously, what it's like to 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 have low views. I mean, we're coming out of the gate from scratch, right from the bottom, right from rock bottom. You know, some of these guys, you know, that, that start podcasts, you know, they already have a fan base. Um, that's why I, I, I honestly like Full Send has been interesting. Full Send, those fuckers started from the bottom, bro. And they just kind of went their way up. I know they had Bradley Martin at one point, like Bradley Martin was already established and whatnot. But, you know, they Steiny's annoying as fuck, but. You know, Kevin Forgard or whatever the fuck his name is, or I forgot his name, but you know, got to give credit where credit is due, man. And, and they do, they do a fantastic job. So you know, if we ever do get to that amount of viewership, hey man, fuck yeah, I appreciate every single one of you guys. But anyways, focusing back on the creepy pasta shit or scary story shit, these are all short stories based upon true stories. Okay, these are all true stories. Obviously, I've added an element of drama um an element of storytelling so some of the details are going to be stretched to tell the story but the scare factor in the stories is real and these are stories from real people these are stories that i've heard from my aunts from friends from cousins from family from everywhere you know these are stories that 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 i've heard and and i've like you know what these would make fantastic stories Switching up the names, of course, to keep everybody's identity, you know, quiet, not saying who it is to avoid, you know, any problems. But that's always been a huge, huge, huge dream of mine. I've I've always liked this, dude. I've always liked, you know, just like media and not like news and shit like that. I don't know what I mean, but like, like movies and just acting, bro. Like, it's just, it's just such a, such a cool music. It's such a vital part of my life and it kind of keeps me going and you know it adds a lot it adds an element of happiness to me and you know if anybody who anybody who knows me personally bro i can belt out a movie from top to bottom you know what i mean and like i don't know like if people who people who truly know me is be like yeah that motherfucker likes to talk you know it's not that i like to hear myself talk because maybe i do when you're podcasting you got to have an ego a little bit just as long as you keep it in check, of course. But, you know, it's just like I, I, I live for conversations, bro. And I've always felt in life that I haven't been able to, you know, kind of find somebody really who conversates a lot and everything. And like, you know, just within our limited scope and stuff, I feel like there's so much there's so much things that you can talk about and so many different elements you can tap into when you're talking to someone. But I don't know. It's like some people are so afraid to some people are so afraid to talk and so afraid to talk about things and it's just 
and it, and it, and it's really it's really crazy because why not like that's what it's for you know but like everybody's walking on eggshells and but and I'm not saying like talking about political shit it's just really like talking in general you know it's it seems so odd that everybody and it obviously stems from like the political garbage but the problem is is that it seems to have infected everybody's mindset with the sense like I can't talk I don't want to you know I don't want to say anything that might offend the wrong people or nothing like that and then doing so you you just kind of get used to not talking it's the same thing with like attention spans like attention spans have dr- have dropped drastically within the last couple of years with the new you know setup that social media has you have the new setup of shorts and stuff there's youtube shorts there's instagram shorts there's tiktok shorts I mean, I blame TikTok for that shit because I feel like it's their fault. I feel like they're the ones who did this garbage. But, you know, you have like that attention span. People can only give you their attention for no longer than 10 to 15 seconds. And it really affects like the way people do shit, in my opinion. I don't know. It just it seems like people can't hold on to conversations, you know, and and it's interesting because you have podcasts like Joe Rogan who they go for damn near three hours. You know, they can sit there and talk about for three hours. Yeah, there's, what's that guy's name? Andrew Schultz. He has Flagrant. That's another really podcast that's popping. They talk for at least two and a half hours. Tiger Belly's on the shorter side. Bobby Lee is a comedian. And they, they go for a little bit over an hour or so. It's interesting how talking became so popular. Like everyone and their mother has a podcast. It's the it's 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 because they're seeing how lucrative it is. And it's so funny because everybody is thirsting to hear conversation, but nobody's like wanting to have them. It's such an interesting concept. Like, it's very strange to think about. But, you know, it just kind of points out to the fact of the matter that, you know, we did kind of lose that attention span. People did kind of lose the way that they conversate. People did kind of lose the camaraderie sense of just hanging out with somebody and having a good old conversation, talking shit, shooting the shit. People kind of forgot about that. And that's what podcasts have to offer. And I think that's why so many of them are out there because it's lucrative and it's amazing how much like podcasting is. uh, I love Joe Rogan's analogy. He says it's like a big old pie and there's enough pie for everybody. I mean, in the podcasting world, there definitely is a lot of pie. It's just you got to be a good fucking baker. You know what I mean? Like you got to make some good shit. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't people out there just craving to eat your shit. You know what I mean? Like there's not there's people out there like wanting to straight up be a part of what you got going. Like there's so many podcasts that have cult followings, you know, people who straight up have different uh fans and they never go away but it's it's just an awesome thing dude and that's what the plan is here is like to create a following and you know those of you that are following us from day one that's that's gonna that's gonna be your day ones baby and down the line make merch that'll be cool but this creepy pasta thing is gonna be sh- the shit bro so um be looking at be looking out for that uh within the next couple of weeks uh maybe this maybe tomorrow maybe the following week i just really gotta get the loop of the music and maybe add some sound effects to certain, you know, scenes. Um, uh, 
just just keep just kind of check that out, man, because some of these fucking stories, I can't even believe some of them. They're so crazy. But, hey, you know, these things actually did happen to people, you know, and some of the people that they, that that have told me them, you would never even believe that's the scarier part. It's like you would never even believe that this happened. It's like, bro, like I would never have expected that person to say that. Like, it's so scary to think about. So that's the element of fear. And like I said, I've listened to so many different uh, creepypasta uh, channels online. And it seems like they're just pushing it like the scare factor. And they're just always telling a, uh, a different, a different, you know, catchphrase or something. Or like they're always trying to be super, super eerie. So my shit is going to be more like storytelling. But with a fear element added to it. It's going to be a lot of storytelling, but there is fear. And, you know, we're like, we're, we're building up to it. You know, I'm definitely building up to the fear. So, um, I really hope you guys follow me on that. And I hope you guys support me with that, but that's going to be in the works. Um, had an interesting weekend, of course, it was my birthday last weekend, just turned 30. We went to Vegas, had a blast, got to try the back knoll buffet at the Caesars Palace. Now, my younger brother paid it paid it for me, and it was pretty pricey, but you know, he paid for it and he can afford it and everything. He's doing pretty well in life right now, so he was able to afford it. And I didn't see anything negative. In the reviews about it, and um, I'm not a huge seafood fan, but I went during the dinner time, and my goodness, man, the amount of food was out of this world. I mean, it's a huge place, a massive place, and you know, it's eighty dollars a person for the uh, dinner for because it's a crab dinner. They have you know a bunch of crab and lobsters and prawns and all kinds of shit. I mean, it was so fucking good bro like jeez oh my god man it was awesome like it, when it started in the back wall like and and you know what like the way like everybody has like this uh everybody has this uh unspoken agreement you know it's like no nobody holds the line you might have an older person that holds up the line but that's normal you know it's just like it, it's you become a kid again at that age, right? You're over, you're over 70. That, that's not a good idea for them to be there, right? But everybody has like this unspoken agreement. You know, it's just common sense. The line moves and there's no such thing as some like a handler for the line, like saying, oh yeah, go line up over there, start here. This is the jump off point. No, for the most part, people are moving, bro, because they're so excited to see everything. So nobody really stays in one spot. So I feel like there's like, there's more movement. There's more movement because I guess it's just so big. I mean, it's so big. It wraps around a wall, tapers off into a left, into an L, and then another straightaway, another left, another straightaway, and then another left, another straightaway. And on top of that, there's a separate island in that place that's nothing but desserts. So, I mean, they got this shit checked out, man. It's beautiful. And the way the, the, the Asian food, the Chinese food was to die for, dude. The Filipino food, oh my God, not even to, 
dude, my God, man, their lumpia. Good Lord. It was fire, man. It was so good. I mean, it was crunchy. It was tasty. It wasn't too salted. It wasn't not salted. It was just perfect. They had this duck, this fried duck, and they were like pieces of fried duck. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't need it. I don't know. It looks kind of soft and shit. And I didn't want to try it, but I was like, no, I'm going to try everything. I mean, I tried every single thing in that place. I even tried, you know, uh, like, uh, I don't even know what they were, man. They were interesting. I want to say it was like uh, some kind of seafood. I don't even know what it was. It was kind of weird tasting, but I even tried that. But they had these duck cuts. Like, it was like cuts, like like cubed cut, cube pieces of duck. And they, they almost looked like orange chicken from Panda Express, almost like that. But I just didn't want to get them because they were kind of fluffy. But then when you grab them and they had the like, sesame seeds on them and they were like spicy and then they had like a sweet kind of like sweet and spicy. My God, dude, they were so juicy and tasty and like crunchy and soft the same time. And fuck, man, they had I don't even like dumplings. I try their dumplings. My goodness. I mean, the dumplings were good. I didn't really try the pizza, to be honest, because face it, dude, like doesn't matter what buffet you go to. I don't think you're going to get a good pizza anywhere. Fries, same shit. I don't think you're going to get fantastic fries at a buffet. And wildly unpopular opinion, I didn't get pasta. Because, like, for what? Like, straight up. Like, why would I get pasta? Like, you can go to pasta places. And it didn't seem like... I don't know. Maybe I fucked up. I don't know. But I looked at the pasta and it didn't look very good. And it just looked very basic. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to go there, like, you got to get shit you can't get anywhere else. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe that's unpopular opinion. But, like, we got meat, cuts of meat, fried rice, chow mein, um, uh, barbecue. Oh, dude, their carving station was so good. These guys, and these guys weren't like, dude, like the carving station gentlemen, they were so fucking cool, bro. Like they're cutting the meat and giving you pieces. They wouldn't, dude, they were canning out big old slivers. I asked for a piece of brisket and a piece of tri-tip. And uh, the only thing that sucks is that the tri-tip sometimes is overcooked. I did notice that. And the brisket, the brisket, what the, okay, I'll, I'll break down the tri-tip first. So tri-tip was a little overcooked. It was done like well done, you know, and it's like you can't eat tri-tip well done, in my opinion. You know, and the brisket, okay, it can be fully cooked as long as it dissolves, whatever. But they, and, and it's juicy. So they gave me a piece of tri-tip. And it was a little overcooked. And even then, it was still juicy. And you could you didn't even have to try to bite it. It would just dissolve in your teeth when you bit it. That's how soft it was, dude. And then, like, they gave me a... I asked for a rib, too, like a beef rib. Bro, I want to know what kind of cows these were. The ribs were so huge and just massive. With They almost looked like turkey legs. The amount of meat they had on them was out of this world. I've never seen such huge ribs before, honestly. I don't know if it's California. I don't know if it's the area we're in, but I have never seen ribs that size. I mean, they were fucking massive dude like massive massive so that the carving station was good uh for me 
the Filipino food just absolutely blew that shit out of the water. I mean, it was so good. I mean, their fried rice. They had this. They also had Hawaiian food too. Like they had this uh, spam bait. They had this spam bacon Hawaiian rice. Jeez, man! And that place was so. Even the I don't even like dessert. The dessert was fire too. Um, they had a chocolate mousse, uh, lava cakes, uh, blueberry cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake. They had all kinds of stuff. The the chocolate lava cakes were so good. They were served on these little like like really cute adobe plates, but they were hot. The adobe plates were hot. When you took those bitches back to your table, they the the fork would literally just just slice through them, bitches like butter. Like a butter. Oh my god, dude. Just slicing through like like chainsaw through butter, bro. Just like Conor McGregor said one time at a press conference, I'm going to go through the entire roster like a chainsaw true butter. Oh, my God, bro. Like, it was just slicing through. No fuck. I didn't have to sit there and poke at it like the Domino's pizza fucking lava cakes. Dude, it was fire, dude. I recommend it. as If you've never been, it's definitely worth the experience. Um, I was looking at pictures, and I want to try the brunch. I want to try the brunch thing at least once. Um Unfortunately, I came back from Vegas and got some really bad news um, from my cardiologist. So I will uh, <laughs> I will save that that uh, brunch trip for maybe next year um, once I've gotten my shit together a little bit. Um, but you know, I'm going uh, I'm going cold turkey on the alcohol. Um, uh, I'm gonna watch what I I have to watch what I have no choice. So. Yeah, I wasn't drinking. I drink on the weekend and we're during fights and stuff. You know, I never was one to go out and party, go to the bars. I never liked that dumb shit. But, you know, to each their own. That shit's fucking is idiotic in my opinion. But, you know, I was always at home watching the UFC, watching boxing. I'd always had my little brother over with barbecue and, you know, just shit like that. Casually drinking at home. That was my thing. And I love doing that. But I'm on the cold turkey on that just because of the heart problems and pretty severe, honestly. But it's, you know, so I'll save that other trip, that that brunch back and all trip for next year. I'm running a huge risk, of course, because it's expensive, but there is a huge difference in price. I think the brunch is $54.99 and I think the dinner price is about $80.99 or $74.99. I think it's like $80 to $81 or something like that. It's pricey, but it's worth it because when you think about it from a breakdown, like if you don't eat, don't go, don't go unless you want to go for the experience. You can, but you're going to pay a lot of fucking money for the experience when you can use that $80 and just play on the slot machines and maybe double your money. If you want to think about it that way, that's a good way to look at it. But what I'm saying is if you're a foodie and you can eat, do it. Just try it. You may not like it, but at least you tried it. But I highly doubt that if you're that if you're a foodie that you're not gonna like it. I think you'll like it, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, there's something for everybody. The best thing is that you will not leave that place disappointed because you will find something that you will like. I've been to buffets before when I was younger where I did not like absolutely nothing in that place, and that's the risk you run. Like if you go to a China Star. China Star is a chain of buffets like in Arizona and shit. I think it's called China Star or Star China. But, you know, 
we went to one when I was a kid, bro, it was ass, dude. Like everything sucked in there. Everything sucked. And, but it's all Chinese food. And I think with one of these places, you're opening up your options. Oh, and by the way, I didn't have a lot of Mexican food, but the Mexican food they did have was good. I mean, we, the, they had horchata. They had this like purple drink. I don't even know what it was, fam. But I can tell you it was really good. It was so good. It was like purple. And it had like, like, I think it had like yams in it or some shit. Yams, condensed milk, cinnamon. Dude, it was so good. And it was like purple. And it was so freaking good, man. Like ridiculously good. That place was so good overall. I mean, they they made tacos. Like they had shrimp tacos. And I didn't eat any because, you know, I eat tacos. I can eat tacos anywhere here and they're probably better. But the presentation was good. I mean, they had um, they had sirloin burgers with bacon. Um, it was fire, man. It was good. I mean, they had pizza like for kids. I, I wouldn't recommend taking your kids, but it was really good. It was so worth it. Definitely. If you're in Vegas, give it a shot. I mean, it's fucking great, dude. You can't go wrong with that. You know, and Vegas has so much stuff to do. I mean, it's not just gambling. You know, there's so many things to do. Um, They have an it escape room. You know, you could apparently it's a pretty big escape room. I think it's like almost two hours for some because obviously a lot of that's based on skill and puzzles and problem solving. So the faster you are, the faster you'll get out. But um, it could take up to two hours. They have that. They have wax the wax museum on one of the casinos. They have the stores at the Venetian. They have the water show at the Bellagio. They have the Cirque du Soleil at Treasure Island. Dude, there's a lot of shit to do. They have the Blue Man crew at the Luxor. They have uh, all kinds of comedy shows. They have, what else do they have? They have boxing and UFC at the T-Mobile Arena all the time. Uh, the, apparently the Re-Earth Casino is now home to some of to some boxers, so you can go see checkout shows at the Re-Earth Casino. That's one of the newer casinos there. They're going to have the Sphere. The Sphere is this, you know, spherical-looking building, and it's considered to be one of the biggest projected screens in the whole world, if not the biggest one in the world. And it's like a seventeen thousand member venue or some shit. Eventually, it's going to be. But it's a huge dome and it's a sphere that just like produces images. And it's like in Christmas, it's going to be like a snow globe. On Halloween, it's going to be like a a jack-o'-lantern. I think they did a summer league there for basketball and they were just like having basketballs bounce on it. Sometimes they do aliens. Sometimes they do a huge eyeball. Sometimes they do the earth spinning. It's really cool, man. There's so many things you can do. They have the triple threats on top of the stratosphere. I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on. They have an aquarium at the Mandalay Bay. You guys can take pictures at the Las Vegas sign. Bro, I mean, there's uh, there's black light laser tag. Uh, there's the Circus Circus, all the rides inside of the Circus Circus. Bro, there's the fashion walk in the mall. It, it just goes on and on. It goes on and on. It's endless. Endless the things you can do in Vegas. A lot of people think it's just for adults. There's a lot of stuff you can do with your kids. Um, if you wanted to go on the cheaper side and you got everybody likes eating, Circus Circus has a subpar buffet. I mean, it's not that great. But for kids, it's great. For kids, it's fun because as a kid, you're like, oh, shit, look at all these food options. This is fucking amazing. And you save a buck, you know. So 
on a kid's perspective, that's a that that could be a fun thing to do. But Vegas is a fun place, dude. You can find a lot of shit to do. You can find a lot of shit to do, and it's a lot of fun. So there's a lot of things to do. Definitely, if you're a foodie, like I said again, I'll say it again. Definitely check out the Back Knob Buffet, dude, because that shit is really good, dude. It's so good, and it's very well worth it. Um, that's it, really. And then we had the, what did we see? Oh, my God. Recapping the situation between UFC 291 oh, and the Errol Spence fight recapping between the two. Justin Gaethje, my word. Oh, my God. He slept Dustin Poirier. Never in a thousand years would I thought that would happen. Now, look, I guess I shouldn't say never in a thousand years. I mean, Justin Gaethje has got small trucks for hands. I mean, even fucking Habib said that shit. Habib said that he's never been hit harder than Justin Gaethje. He said he had some, he he hit like hands like small truck, he said. And, but you know what, dude? Dustin Poirier's fucking, he's, he, he's a, he's a slick fighter. He's a slick fighter and he's always done well. And, you know, he had, he beat him up already once, but you know, I, I think the way that Justin Gaethje has been doing everything has been fantastic, dude. I mean, he has been straight up just, just really honing in on his on his uh, controlled chaos. And that's been the new thing with, with, with Trevor women. It just be have controlled chaos, you know, let it loose here and there. But because, you know, Justin Gaethje did get kind of crazy sometimes, especially when he got wobbly, just felt like he needed to start, you know, throwing and going for broke, which is why a lot of people like him. But, you know, that happened. It was a beautiful, beautiful high kick. I didn't even think that that's how it was going to end. But man, when I saw Herb Dean slide in there, like he was sliding in home to home, I was like, "Holy crap, dude! That 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 shit, that shit made me jump out of my seat. It was crazy. I did not expect that." Um, Derek Lewis with the flying knee had a fantastic performance. Iconic celebration. Took off the shorts. The whole bit, dude. That shit was funny as fuck. It's funny, man. Like he's like a company dude. I feel like the UFC needs to resign him because, bro, like, even if he loses, like, it just the, the lead up to it, he's a fun guy to watch, dude. And he really needed that shit. He had a couple losses, you know, quiet in a row. And, you know, it's just he really needed that shit to be back. But that was that was a great way to make a statement to make it hard for Hunter Campbell and shit to resign and everything. I think that's his name, Hunter Campbell. Um, but making it, you know, so it's like, do we sign him again? Well, you made a good impression to um, convince them to sign him to sign you back. I mean, if you're on your last fight of your contract, that is the way to do it. To go out there, fucking less than a minute, knockout, fantastic celebration, blowing the roof out of the place. That is the most perfect shit you can do. So hats off to Derek Lewis, the Black Bees for doing that shit. That is the best way to do it. Um, Tony Ferguson, man, dude, I hate to say it, bro, but I don't know if he's done, but he's got to do something, man. I, I just think he needs structure. You know, I think Tony Ferguson needs structure. Like it's just too wild, like his wild training and training himself and 
just kind of looking for somebody and saying, oh, I brought back my old coach from so-and-so time. And it's just like, dude, you need structure. Like, he is a good martial artist. He's proven that. He can wrestle. He's got crazy MNREs. He's got, you know, ankle picks, of course. Just ask Fabricio. Voyadum. <laughs> but just he's got great, you know, he's got he's got interesting, you know, jujitsu. And he can strike. You know, he's proven it before. But he just needs structure, I feel like. He needs structure and he needs like a legit training camp without the crazy shit. Look, the crazy shit is cool. It's cool. It got him. To, it got him to where it's at, and it's it's what separates him from the rest. But it's just not working no more, dude. Like it's just not. Is there an age factor? I don't know. I know there's like a weird element that kind of kicks in because of the Habib fight never conk and never and never went into fruition, and the fight with Justin Gaethje completely changed him. I mean, I don't know if it was how hard the loss was. But after that, he did not look the same, dude. He really didn't. Getting knocked out to um, getting his head bashed damn near off off his shoulders from Michael Chandler with that fucking straight kick didn't really help at all. At all. I mean, he was fucking sleeping, bro. But, you know, he just he's been having a rough go at it, man. Losing to Charles Oliveira. This loss now, I mean, to, to Bobby Green. It didn't look good, dude. Bobby Green pieced him up. I mean, I think Bobby Green could have finished him, but uh, it's just a nightmare, dude, to see him to see him go out like that. So I don't know what he needs to do, but he definitely needs to do something, and it needs to be quick because the clock is ticking. You know how much have he lost in ideas? Also, I forgot about that, but he needs to do something, bro. Like he needs to do something. Uh, because the clock is ticking, and I really hope that he's not just fighting to clear debt and make some money and all that shit. But so th- there was a bunch of good fights, dude. Like it, w- it was an interesting card. It really was. Um, now, interestingly enough, like Pitbull Cruz um, barely beat some nobody, I guess, on the scorecards. But I went back and watched that fight. Like I, I mean, it was. It was interesting, but I mean, it was. It shouldn't have been close. One one judge even gave it to the other guy, and it was just kind of crazy, bro. Like I, I don't know. I think they're just so used to him fucking knocking people out and just completely dominating people. But I don't know. Like that's just crazy, bro. Like he fucking beat that guy. I don't know why the controversy and shit. I think it's because he took his punches so well. Whoever that guy is, he has a chin, dude. I know he's fought in Gabriel Flores before, which is an okay matchup, but. I've just, I've never seen, like, a dude take such punches like that. So, it was interesting to see. But, um, dude, I mean, going back to the, going to the situation between Errol Spence and Terrell Crawford, I never thought Errol Spence was going to get beat up that bad. Never. I know the, the odds makers had it in Errol Spence's favor. But I just think it's maybe because of the weight that it was his weight and because of the age. But I really, really did not think that Errol Spence is going to get finished under no means whatsoever. I did not. That was a shock. That was a shock. Um, I would really love to see people who predicted that. I don't think they predicted that. And if they did, well, shit, they should have bet because they'd be rich right now. But. That shit was crazy, bro. I mean, 
Errol Spence just did not look like himself, man. I don't know what happened. I don't know what he did or what he didn't do. But that shit was shocking to me. I was like shocked the whole time. And I was watching it intermittently because I like the UFC now better. You know, boxing was my first love. I always say that shit, but the UFC's got my full attention when it's on. But that shit was crazy. I, I was watching it intermittently. And boy, that, that, what I did see was not good by Errol Spence. So I don't know how he's going to bounce back from that. I know they want to do the immediate rematch. Um, I don't personally think it's a good idea. But you know what the what the fuck am I? I'm just a I'm just a lowly civil servant giving an opinion. So yeah, that's just an opinion. But we'll see what happens with that. And then I don't know what you got going on. But you know this weekend you have that interesting fight between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. I don't say interesting in the sense of the fighting styles. Um, what people don't realize about that is is Nate Diaz. Is is a striker by MMA means. Seriously, like as crazy as that sounds, like he's a striker by MMA means. He's not a legit boxer. Never has been. I mean, and that's not even me saying something to be a dick. I mean, that's just the truth. Like, it's just really the truth. I, I, I And I hope nobody gets kind of pissed off about that, but... He's not a brawler. He's not a, 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 a very good boxer. He's a volume puncher and has a tank. But, like, that fucking kid, dude, like, people need to stop hating on him. I don't even like him. I don't even like Jake Paul, to be honest with you. But you got to respect the grind, dude. And he puts in work. I mean, that fucker just puts in work. When he, I really do think he is juicing. Um, I really do think he's taking PEDs. I mean, just the structure of his face. His hair thinned out. I mean, his jaw elongated. Like, he's got a lot of red flags. You know, um, Nate Diaz was on full send today. And he even fucking threw some jabs at him saying that he's all juiced out. I mean, I can see it. I can really see it. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting, but his jaw's really elongated. Um, I can really see that where it comes from, but... I don't know. We can't prove that, but you got to give credit where credit is due, man. The kid don't have to do that. I mean, he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to box, and he still boxes. You know, people just fucking love hating, it seems like. But, you know, the interesting thing is that I'm not going to be tuning in to watch. I don't think, you know, I'm not going to fucking pay for it. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, like, it's kind of rough. Like, I kind of feel like I should. Just because I think Nate deserves a payday, but like, dude, I would not pay for that. That's a farce, dude. It's a farce of a fucking event. Like, it's just, it's so crazy. I don't know. But Jake Paul's smart. Like, he found out a gimmick and he found out a way to make money. He found out that he can get MM, prominent MMA, you know, athletes and beat the shit out of them. And what people don't realize is I've been making this argument since day one. I don't like Jake Paul, dude. He's annoying. He rubs people the wrong way, and he knows it. He's got the Mayweather effect. Ironically, he took his fucking hat and has beef with him, but he has that Mayweather effect. Now, pay attention to what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a boxer like Mayweather or boxes like him or, or is, on a, is on a level of greatness like him. No, but the marketing, the marketing tactics, the persona, the, what he plays is the villain. Floyd Mayweather, all his life 
Everybody wanted to see him lose. People would pay just, oh, this guy's going to get him. This guy's Victor Ortiz is going to beat him up. Canelo Alvarez is going to beat him up. Robert Tocos Guerrero is going to beat him up. Marcos Maidana almost beat him. He will beat him this time. Never happened, dude. Miguel Cotto. Oh, yeah, Miguel Cotto, Miguel Cotto. Oh, Sugar Shane Mosley hits hard. Yeah, he's going to get it done. Oh, Oscar De La Hoya almost, almost beat him. No, dude. The only person, in my opinion, that I feel that beat him was Jose Luis Castillo, the first fight. It's on YouTube. Go watch it without commentary and watch it based upon what do you watch, right? What do you score a fight, right? a boxing fight? You box punches landed, ring generalship, pressure, accuracy, and how many shots you absorb, right? Okay, now, this is where boxing is corrupt as fuck. It's, it's, it's even more corrupt than it used to be, but some judges are so old, they don't see all that shit, but that's what you look at in boxing. You look at punches landed, accuracy, ring generalship, defense, you know, how many punches you slipped, how aggressive you were. If you're a champion, you know, like how, how effective were you in your punches? If you're, if you're a challenger, how aggressive were you and how accurate were you? And how did you control ring generalship or did the champion control ring generalship? There's a lot of elements like that, but it's not hard to do. And the best way to do that is to watch a fight without commentary. So as a fun little challenge, Look up Jose Luis Castillo versus Floyd Mayweather 1. The first one. Watch it without commentary. Watch it with, without volume, without anything. And just get a little pin pad and put on one side Jose Luis Castillo. Another one Floyd Mayweather. And just go from 1 to 12 and kind of st- and, and give the rounds based upon your knowledge. Even if you don't have any knowledge. Well, if you have zero knowledge, you're going to not get an accurate scorecard. But even with a basic knowledge of boxing, just a little bit, you will fucking give it to Jose Luis Castillo. I honestly think that. But that's just my opinion. But anyways, it's interesting this weekend, too. You have such a good card. I mean, you have the UFC Fight Night. That's free. Well, it's not free. It's for ESPN Plus members. But you have Corey Sanhagen taking on fucking Rob Font, dude, in the main event. My God, dude, Corey Sanhagen is just a people's fighter, man. He was like, he's got the Mexican style, bro. Like straight the fuck up. He, he was supposed to be Mexican, bro. Like he's so entertaining. He's fucking aggressive. He's got beautiful body shots. He loves striking with people. He's the shit, dude. Rob Font's exciting too. He's coming off some, some very impressive wins. Um, you have Jessica Andrade fighting Tatiana Suarez. Dash is going to be fire, dude. I mean, that fight within itself is just so crazy. Um, bro, like she's it's it, it's interesting, bro. Um, I I can't wait for that shit, dude. Like I really really can't wait for that. Um, Tatiana Suarez is undefeated, so it's going to be um it's going to be interesting, but Jessica Andrade, dude, she's just she built different, bro. She's a she's a good fighter there. Um, Dustin Jacoby's fighting. Um, that one dude, uh, I can't say his last name ever. His name's like Kennedy Njaku. Njaku, bro, that f- that fucking fight's at light heavyweight. That fight's going to be fucking amazing. Diego Lopez is fighting Gavin Tucker. That fight's going to be good. Um, uh, Bahamondes, that guy's a savage, bro. 
that's that dude that did that crazy ass knockout. Um, what's his name? What's his name? When was that? When was that? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Was that really that long ago? Holy shit, it was. He was Ignacio Bahamondas was that guy who knocked out Roosevelt Roberts with that insane fucking KO, that crazy ass kick. Um, bam, that was a long ass time ago. That's insane. Um, he's currently on the ultimate fighter. Um, but dude, that shit. No oh man, let me take a look at that real quick. Boom, bro. What a fucking knockout. Bro, what a kick, dude. What a kick. Beautiful ass kick. Anyways, that kid's fighting Bahamondes. Um, but man, it was it was amazing, dude. And just the UFC keeps putting on these badass fucking cars, dude. Um, but they just Billy dude, Billy Quarantillo's on the bill on the preliminary card. Just to give you an example, Jake Hadley is on there too. My god, dude, this this has got bro, this is insane. Anyways, so and Saint Saint Perot was supposed to fight too. He's always good to watch. Saint Pro, but his fight got canceled. Maybe from he was supposed to fight Ion Kutlaba. That would have been good too. The Hulk. So and Said Nurmagomedov was supposed to fight and he got canceled. So, bro, like they just and you know shit happens, you know, staff infection, weight problems. But the fact that just the people they put on, dude, is it's never ending, dude. These guys are just fucking savages, but what else? What else? That's pretty much it, guys. Honestly, I don't really don't have much um other than that. Some really interesting stuff. Um I have a lot of stuff I want to talk to you guys about, but I'd rather save it for when it's me and Alonzo, to be honest. But I just thought I'd jump on here just to make sure you guys so you guys know I haven't forgotten because consistency is the key, obviously. But I think we're good, guys. I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Little short podcast just to let you guys know that we're still here and we're and we're we're we're, we're trucking forward. We're gonna be all good. But just take a look. Watch out for that. Uh, for that scary story coming up on Frightful Fridays, the creepy pastas. I don't know. We'll just call them Frightful Friday scary stories. And take a look, guys. You know these are all my these are all my short stories. I wrote them myself. So give a brother some love. Check those out. I'll be with you guys next week. Me and Azel will broadcast, and we'll we will be back next week uploading mostly on Thursday night for you to listen to on Friday mornings on your commute. We're available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a couple other ones, actually. I could never get the Apple Podcast in the work, but we're on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, a couple other ones. Anyways, see you later, guys. Have a good, good weekend. Be safe. Catch you next time.